Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own you have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glorious you reign now All creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. The first part of the show is what I attempt to do is to tell you what we're trying to accomplish with Victory Over Sin. Victory Over Sin is funded by the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul here in the southern part of Idaho. What we attempt to do for them is an advocacy arm, if you will, is to explain to you, the listener, what it's like to be on parole and what it is like to come out of incarceration and many of those issues that affect us on a daily basis. We do that in several different ways, but obviously one of my favorite ones is to do this show, which is called Victory Over Sin. We've been going for almost two and a half years now. If you go back in the archives of KBXL, you can look at the different shows. We've had past directors of Department of Corrections. We've had presidents of prison ministry, prison fellowship across the country. We've had state senators. We've had all kinds of influential people. We've had people right out of incarceration their first day, people who struggle, people who are succeeding. It's a good body of work, if you will, for the person who's trying to find out about the Department of Corrections. Go back and take a look at it. We're excited about it. In addition to that, we also do a PowerPoint that we share with people on a basis of uh, your church, your business group, your support group. You want to know about the Department of Corrections, then we'll send out a person who has been trained who is a returning citizen themselves, and they will share this PowerPoint with you. It's meant to spark some discussion about the correctional system here in Idaho. It's meant to say, wow, is that really true? And how do we do that? How do we affect that? So that's powerful, and we do that also. So if you're listening to my voice today and you're excited about getting involved or something that I say or that my guest says for that matter, get in touch with me. I'll let you know at the end of the show how to do that, and we'll get you involved in the system. Uh, Today, uh, we're taping this a little bit earlier in the week, and I was out at ISCC, and I guarantee you that people were excited about a resource fair there as people are preparing to get out. They're ready to come out here, join the community, and be active partners in this community, and they're excited about it. They listen to us here, and they listen to some of the resources, and they're excited as things go forward. Uh, As you're probably aware, I've got a new offender resource guide that's out. People were picking that up this morning, and you can come by my office at 8620 West Emerald, and that's Suite 140, near the corner of Benjamin and Emerald, and pick one of those up or talk to us. We're there 9 to 12. What we attempt to do is greet people on their first day out of incarceration. We will also pick people up from prison. So again, you're listening to my voice. You need a a ride from prison, you need to talk to your case manager, have your case manager send me an email, and we'll come out there and pick you up. We're also strongly associated with an organization on a national basis called Just Leadership USA, and that is an organization that trains people who have been incarcerated to be better leaders. It's a New York-based operation. They are responsible for closing Rikers and for changing the entire parole system in the state of New York. That's come out of the entity uh, Just Leadership USA. 
They support people and train people to do that. We're linked strongly with them in that I went back in 2018 and I became a fellow. I'm back there six times, I think, during the year for seminars, did some webinars, and I'm the only one from Idaho that is a quote-unquote fellow from Just Leadership USA, but we're trying to change that. We do emerging leader workshops where we send people to a workshop for all day and try to get them involved. So again, if that's something that you're in, that you'd like to be involved with, you need to get in contact with me. The requirement for that emerging leadership worship is that you have been incarcerated. I would like for you to want to change the state of Idaho and get in touch with me. There's a there's a, an event coming up in Alaska in August that I will send you to where you can go up and get exposure to this. And if it really does catch your fire, we'll, we'll get you to apply for that program and hopefully you'll be selected. We need another person from Idaho in that, in that organization. So anything like that, you've got the address, 8620 West Emerald. Come by and talk to us. And at the end of the show, I'll let you know how to kind of get in contact with me and we'll go from there. I've got an exciting guest and we'll be right back. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. I'm excited today because I, I run across this guy all the time, and uh, he's actually been on the show before. So if you go back in the archives, you'll see in 2017 he was on. Mr. Tom Doherty is here. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great, Mark. Thanks for uh, inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I ran across, he is the senior pastor for Cloverdale Church of God, and is one of those, you know, when we talk about returning citizens, he's one of those pastors, He's one, he heads one of those congregations that actually really does welcome us that have been incarcerated. That's, that's pretty much true, right, sir? Yes, sir. We love having people in, and we've got some wonderful folks that have been incarcerated that are doing very, very well into the congregation, and we try to get them into the body of life of what we're about, and it's wonderful. It's It's been good. You've been there a long period of time, too. I think we talked last time when you were on, but refresh us. That was something that was a relatively small church when you took over, and how many, the tenure is what? Yes, it's, uh, yeah, we were about 50 when I started about uh, 30, a little over 31 years ago, and and now we're six to seven hundred, but God has blessed us and brought in great leaders. It's not because of me, I can tell you that. It's because He's brought in great leaders that have loved people. I've, I think our church is a very welcoming, loving church, and because of that, and very community oriented, I think people have started to come. But it's been a great, uh, great thirty-one years. I'm in year thirty-two, and. And I don't know how much longer, but I know one thing. It's one day at a time. And as long as we're touching lives and changing the world, that's what I'm about. You know, it's uh, it's interesting, too, how um, there really aren't that many pastors in the Valley that have that kind of tenure, right? And uh, they tend to—I wonder why that, that is. It's a tough profession. We were talking about that before we went on air. 
But do you think, why do you think that is, at least in the Treasure Valley? Well, I think in, in my case, it's because we started virtually anew, afresh. And so the churches grew with me, and I grew with the church, and it was a part of that. I think sometimes churches, when a pastor's there uh, for a few years, and there's maybe three or 400 people, and then they leave, and then they, it's almost a start-over process. But I think in my case, uh, it's because it just it just kind of grew uh, with the church. And I, when I first started, Mark, I I, I substitute taught to help make eleven, and I taught and I coached varsity basketball. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the community doing some little things here and there, and it just. I don't. I can't tell you why people leave like they do. I mean, I, if I felt God calling me somewhere else, I would certainly go. And I've prayed about many opportunities. I've had many opportunities over the years, but God, uh, in His mercy, has kept me here thus far. Uh, now that I'm 64, I don't know what the future holds. I got a, I got a young associate. Uh, Tololoto Alakana Samuel Jr. We call him TJ, and he's a the man can hit a he, golf. The man he, can hit a golf ball. And too. he can hit a golf ball. And he he brought Sunday. He spoke a uh, few Sundays ago, and there he had a, about a I think over thirty Samoans came because he's Samoan mm-hmm. came right, to be a part right. of the service. It was awesome. But I don't know why people. Uh, I don't know why you don't see as much tenure. There's been a few around here that had some pretty good tenure. Well, I think a part of it, uh, and again, we were talking about some of this before you went on the air. Uh, you're just this. I see you all over. Um, I mean, I've seen you at veterans things where I, I was surprised to see you at something one time. I saw you in a bank about a month ago or something like that in yeah. Mountain West, and then I saw you the other morning at Albertsons, kind of doing <laughs> this kind of stuff. So I think part of that is your approach to life that people want to be around. Would you Would you comment on that, or is that a that's a well, I've always been someone who wants to be in the community. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the community because I want to be around people that are lost, that need a smile. I pray many times when I leave my car, I says, God, use me today to touch somebody's life, just to touch somebody's life. I don't have to walk up to them and give them the four spiritual laws, yeah. but to know that I love them. I, I'll give you a for instance. I stop in a couple I, uh, a couple restaurants I stop in, too, and, and some great friends of mine, uh, Brandy over at Sin Nam Nam, and we've developed a great uh, friendship, and and uh, and Crystal over at Sunrise Cafe that she's bringing her kids to, to to youth, and she's had and she has some similar situations that you you've been in, and we've right. been able to talk to. But God, He opens those doors, and and I just I've just always had that call. My dad was that way. He just always wanted to be out in the world, and and that's kind of what was my call. I thought I was going to be a a, a coach and a teacher, and then work voluntarily in a ministry that was my where i thought i was going but mm-hmm. god in his hand you kind of change things around and here i am now but i've still been able to coach like i said early on and i've been able to announce football for meridian high school for nine years and basketball for kuna for six years so i've been out been able to be in the world i just want to be in the world i just well, feel I think that I, but i think that's what uh I, I know that's what i try to do is to just be as genuine and as honest and as open about who I am and where I've been, what I have been. And I think people gravitate towards that. So I, it's, um, I guess the question here that I'm leading up to is, is it difficult for you to be that way, that open, that honest? And do you see it as a piece of your success? Well, yeah, success is an interesting word, but I, I, it's not difficult to be open and honest. Well, success would be how about influential? Influential, influential. I, I think, I think that's a God thing. I think God uses each of us in different ways. I can touch people's lives. I can't touch some of the lives that you're touching by what you do and how you do it. 
but I can touch other lives by the various means that I'm in and in discussing sports. I'm very, very good at sports knowledge because I've been a sports uh, player, athlete, coach, and I and I can relate to a lot of people. And I think that God puts us in those areas that we can relate to. Now, I, I ne- can't necessarily relate to all the guys that have been in prison, but I have great friends. I've been involved in that ministry for over 20 years, so I, I have friends that I, I try to stay in touch with. And uh, but, but in your realm, and I, just, I see that in such a powerful way because my heart is ginormous. I love that word. It's from Elf, the movie Elf. Okay, okay. Ginormous uh, in the sense of those guys and women need somebody to love them because they've been, quote, outcast by the world. And, and more than anything else, they need love to know that Jesus loves them and has a plan for their life. And you guys bring that. I, and I can't always bring that. I have guys that get on me because, well, you're not writing me anymore. You can't. I, yeah, did, my, I can't do it. I, I mean, I have yeah. so many realms in my life, in my world, but I do as God leads me to do. And I, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. I We were at someplace else the other day, and the women were there, and the lady comes up to me and and said, you know, you used to write me more and more and more, some of these little memes and stuff like that. I said, yeah. I said, you know, Sue, I, I sent you a Bible, right? I, uh, you know, and she, oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, well, and I, I don't do that for everybody, Sue. Right. I mean, obviously, there's something that I saw in your life, and so, you know, you've got a year left. This is for you to pass on and to find the same sort of reward in your life that I've found in mine. It's not for me to necessarily to prop you up. It's for you to take what I share with you and then take it and find the same, I'm going to say fun, I'm going to say peace in your heart that I have, and then go forward and find that. Because I think, you know, you never stop growing in that direction. Right. I, you know, it's like I'm always trying to listen to somebody or you or anyone else that I'm reading, interpreting the Bible, to somebody else, somebody else interprets the Bible, so that I grow in my walk. And that's the, the key that you have to kind of, I don't know, Promotes not the right word. I have to share with the people that I interact with on a daily basis, and I, I see you doing that. I mean, I watched you do it at Mountain West Bank, and you didn't know I was there for the longest time, and and so that's what you do. I mean, yeah. it was you know. Well, I think God's gifted us in, in certainly different areas, and, and used our personalities, and I, I think you used mine, and and of course you and I, you and I know both. We get manipulated by people, especially in in the field you're in. I oh, mean, yeah, they, they want to manipulate they, they you. Do. You want to make you feel bad, make that's you feel guilty. Right. I've learned God. I, I don't be taken back by it because I always feel bad. I want to. I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, but it yeah. doesn't happen that way. No, that's it. well. You also too. I would think some of uh, you're talking about the people I deal with, returning citizens. You deal with those those guys that with the egos down to state legislature too. I mean, that's it's almost, it's almost for me. It's, I, I, I tell, I use this story now. It's like, all I do every day is educate people. And from the guy I pick up to at the prison to take out, I'm educating him. And to the legislator I talk to, I'm educating him. And you know what? They all know right about the same thing that yeah. they know about with department of corrections. So it's, you're down there dealing with those egos and, and that kind of situation. And I love those guys. I, I, I love, this is my, I just finished my 12th year as chaplain of the House, and I mean, I absolutely love the representatives. Our Speaker of the House, Speaker Betke, is a fine man, a great leader, and I'm telling you, uh, our Secretary of State, Lawrence Denny, he is a phenomenal Christian man. I had him come and speak to my man. He was awesome, but it's just, they're, they're just some great people that people accuse them of being, oh, you guys are, you know, you're high and mighty. You guys think you have all the answers, you know, in a sense of the word. Maybe there's some like that, but I'm telling you, 
Most of them are down-to-earth, real people, and there's a lot of them that love Jesus, and I just, it's great to be able to breathe Jesus in their life every day during legislature. Well, I think that's that's probably one of the more valuable things you do in your life. Well, uh, I to enjoy be honest that. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing that, what I have learned in the, because I've been out eight years, and what I have learned and what I'm learning more and more as I go forward is that uh, it's not their responsibility to fix the Department of Corrections. It's my responsibility to fix the Department of Corrections. And for the most part, those guys are part-time employees. They don't get benefits. They make $17 an hour. And they come and work part-time. And it's my job to bring along people who are listening to my voice right now and get you involved yeah. in the system. And you something happened to you, it's not for you to complain to me or to Tom. It's for you to make an appointment, have coffee with your legislator, and tell them exactly what happened to you. So that when we bring up stuff or issues are before them, that they take a close look at it and say, yeah, I have heard something about that from somebody. Then they'll ask another question. But they're not going to get involved until they hear it from the community. And it doesn't, and there are equally very, very good people working for the Department of Corrections, and some of them are the strongest Christians I know. But uh, they're not going to get involved and say this because they're working for that structure. So it takes us, the community, the people who are listening to this show, and you can't put that back on me and have me fix it. You have to get involved with it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, if you're listening to me right now and it's 1230, there is an event that's almost over at my office. It started at 9 o'clock, and you should have been there, or at least call me, and I'll put you on the mailing list for that as we get together and try to portray uh, going forward in an organized fashion. It's a group, a coalition of people who are concerned about people who are incarcerated. And again, that's another reason to reach out and get on our mailing list, and we'll go from there. But um, yeah, I find the legislature fascinating, and um, uh, I'm surprised the closer I get to certain key people that they don't have an understanding. They have to know so many different things, so that when I come and ask them a question about corrections, it's you know they don't know it. You know, I imagine, yeah, because I'm so surprised of what they they know and what they don't know, and I know so little. I've been down there all these years, but I still know so little about. What they do because they have to have a whole bag of knowledge of uh, all sorts they have to of all areas. different topics. All yeah, different topics. it's crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, for for we put to a lot of work the community I guess for a bill this year for ban the box that Sherry Buckner Webb was going to carry, and we thought we could make it this time and Sherry had knee surgery yeah. towards the end of the session and so oops oops put it off till next year so there wasn't enough information unless she actually led the charge to do it, so it's off for the next year. And speaking That's of Sherry, welcome to Idaho. Speaking of Sherry, <laughs> she, she's a great woman. I've yeah, known is. Sherry when she's in, in the House, now as a Senate, but she always makes a point to speak to me. In fact, some of her good friends attend attend our church. And her dad, by the way, her dad uh-huh. was the best referee in the state of Idaho oh, really? for years and years and years. He refed my brother's state championship Caldwell game way back in 68. Well, she's like Third or fourth generation uh, yeah. Idahoan, isn't she? Yes, she is. And but her dad was—he was, he was uh, uh, Buckner. Everybody knew uh, referee Buckner. He was awesome. Yeah, I like her too. She's been on our, on our radio show. That's awesome. Yeah. So she hangs out with uh, Kathy Gris- Grismeyer was in here one time. Yeah, we did. So I, yeah, they're, um, yeah, it's fun the work we do. We get to. We get to share. Listen, one of the things that's coming up on our radar for me, and I'd like your opinion on, is. We do, a lot of the people who come out of incarceration have issues with, I'm going to call addiction, so I'm going to call recovery. And that could be, addi- when I say addiction, I'm, uh, I'm going to make that generalize. I'm going to call it sin. It is sin, basically. 
they've got addiction either to drugs or to alcohol or to pornography or to shopping or to anything along those lines. And so we're going to finally get together a group of people and host what we're yet to be named event <laughs> on 11-2 in which we're going to bring the Christian approach to addiction together and we're going to have some speakers in. How much of that is in your uh, bailiwick at church? Do you talk about that in your church or do you, are you aware of any of that stuff? Or? Well, we talk about it. It's, it's, I guess it's something that we haven't dove deep into because we have people that deal with that in our church, people that you know that are in our church that are involved in prison ministry and in some of those things. But as far as we don't have an our we we'd had a celebrate recovery for a while yeah. in our church, but it it just didn't it didn't seem to work. But we had a church down the block that has it, so we 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 tell people we encourage it's people to go there. We want people to go somewhere, and when we hear of needs, we try to I try to funnel them to the places that will help them the most because we do, we don't really have anything set up within the church our church itself for that, but. But we have resources through people. Yeah, and I think that's the same way in the valley. But I think, again, man came to me today. We keep talking about me at uh, the prison. But he was looking specifically for that program, thinking that that would be a link for him. But uh, he did mention Celebrate Recovery. And there are five or six different uh, churches in the valley who do a very good job of it. Um, Ten Mile Christian Vineyard and uh, amongst those uh Several Nazarene churches do it. So uh, I understand that, but that's a real structured, quote-unquote, yes. approach. And what, and what this gentleman came to me with was was actually a format that I, I fell in love with. He, what he said was, what well, we really do it at my office on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Yeah. So it was great. And I said, I can't wait for you to get out. Just get out and we'll talk. But I, how much of the world is just broken around those issues. It yeah. seems to be that general population is walking around who's afraid of whatever it is, their own. They're hiding their addiction. They're hiding their link to pornography. They're hiding that. And they're not relying on God for that answer. And somehow, we got to get that out. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're going to the world. The, pro- the problem is we're going to all the world things, all the world solutions, where we need God solutions. That's it. And somehow to promote that aspect and to get people to start talking about that, the deep, dark secret that you're afraid of, either it's coming out of prison or it's, um, I'm spending too much money with my spouse, my spouse not knowing, whatever that issue is, that's a go-to-God issue. That's a sin. That's a go-to-God issue. That's a something that you need to rely on first as opposed to uh, keeping that hidden and messing with your lives in so, so, so many ways. Would you agree with that? Or? I would. And, you know, I think more than anything else, what we have to teach people to do is be honest because we, we want to hide things. We don't want people to know we're not perfect. Hey, the Bible says well, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not a one of us that are perfect on this planet. And those that have been broken by imperfectness needs to know they can share that and that people will pray for them and will at least lead them in the right direction. I mean, I'll never let somebody just hang out there. I will certainly get them somewhere that will help them. And I think... Uh, I think it's important that we be honest and we teach people to be honest. And I think coming out of prison, I just think this because I of the people I deal with is they've got to face up to things right away if they're going to make it. Because well, yeah. I've seen them that make it and I've seen them that haven't. As I start, and you mentioned two things that I'll just trigger on. It is very difficult to walk through this world and be honest with people. Very difficult. And if you're driving around, think about this. Just try to Try 24 hours to be honest with everybody you interact with. That is not a difficult thing to do. And if you do it, I really try to do it. And if you do it, 
uh, there are people, you're going to be a lonely person for the most part if, if you're truly honest with people. People are going to shy away from you because you're too honest with them, I think. So it's difficult to do that, but I would challenge you, you're happier in your heart when you can do that. Amen. And then the other thing that, I, that you mentioned, that I, uh, and I appreciate this time with you, but I, the, coming out of incarceration, I used to think there were other approaches to making it as a person on parole. And it isn't. You really need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, Tom and I are talking to you on a Christian radio station, and we understand that, and we're respectful of that. But the longer I'm involved with this, it just becomes apparent that that is the only real way you're going to succeed when you get out of here. If you can't be humble and everything that you do take to God first, you are not going to make it on parole. And as you're listening to our voice today, please consider that and uh, as you go forward. Any other cool things we want to close with? This is cool. I appreciate. Oh, this with I, you. Mark, I love that. I love just having genuine uh, talk with you, and and we've we've done that off the air, of course, on a number of occasions. And you've mm-hmm. helped me uh, in our in our ministry with questions and answers, and and you and Doug both. And it's been it's vital for me to have people like you in my life that can help with things that I really don't know as much about. I think one of the things we realize is this: we don't have all the answers. I've been a pastor for a lot of mm-hmm. years, but I certainly don't have all the answers. But I certainly agree with what you just said. We have to rely on a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to believe Jesus Christ died and rose again for our sins, and he will be there for us. And if we can teach people that and teach people to give their lives to Christ first, I think they'll be on their way. It would be a lot better place. It won't be perfect, but yeah. it'll be a better place. No, Thomas, thank you very much for your time, sir. You will yes, alone have risen. You will alone have saved us. You will alone have rescued us from the grave. Glorious you reign now. Cries out, you alone are king. You alone have risen, you alone have saved us, you alone have rescued us from the grave. Glorious, you reign now. Well, that's great. I'm Tom Doherty, who is a pillar. Uh, You're listening to me and you're out driving around or you're in prison. That's a place to stop by. There's some good people go to his church, good friends of mine. Uh, He talked about just a lot of people. So, it's the key for as you're released is to hang around with good quality people and to build your life back up. If you want to get in touch with me uh, for anything we talked about, I'm pretty easy to reach, www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email, systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. Hey, we're on Facebook, Systemic Change of Idaho. Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. You can even call me on the phone, area code 208 477 1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.